Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. We are back with Brian Sullivan. Brian comes from Columbus, Ohio, is now a Davidson College alum, and is currently playing professional basketball in the Czech Republic. In this episode, you'll hear from Brian's faith experience, going back to when he first came to know Jesus, and now that he is newly married, um, we talk about that a bit, as well as basketball, um, and how your success does not define who you are and who you are in God's kingdom. Hello, this is Tyler Bronick from the Guys Like Us podcast, and today I am joined with Brian Sullivan. Brian, how's it going today? Uh, it's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. It's a bit rainy here in, in Washington, D.C., um, but no complaints. It hasn't rained in about three to four weeks, so excited to get some some rain to kind of clear everything out. Um, how's it going in the, the, the Czech Republic? Uh, not too bad. The sun is out, which is... Uh... <laughs> kind of a rarity here so i can't complain <laughs> okay awesome awesome um well brian uh, how i kick us off normally is just by opening up in prayer and just getting the conversation started so i'd be happy to open us up now in prayer if that's okay with you yeah great right. dear lord thank you for bringing brian and i together today um come to you and incre- incredibly humbled and grateful for this opportunity and the ability to connect with Brian, who's in the Czech Republic right now. And, you know, just me being back here in D.C., it's, it's just so cool and, and so great to, to be able to use you and, and find people who are like-minded just, just in their faith. So I, I pray today for just a good conversation. Uh, I can learn more about Brian and um, just a bit more that I might not have um, known previously. And, and then also just um, for um, just a great conversation and uh, in general. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, so how I, I guess I want to get started was uh, congratulations. Uh, you just got married. So I, I guess you're now on your, your full-time honeymoon in Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I got married. Um to my high school sweetheart actually in July. Um, and yeah, I tell people like, I know I'm, it's only been a couple months, but marriage is, it's an awesome thing. Um, and to have her over here in the Czech Republic with me. Um, well, it hasn't quite been a honeymoon and we can probably get into <laughs> yeah. that. Um, it has certainly been better to do this together uh, than apart. Awesome. What I want to, to chat about now is just being overseas and playing basketball. Um, so you've been there. You, this is your second season. First, you were in, first you were in Germany, um, and now you've gone a bit east um, over to the Czech Republic. Um, so I'm sure there's been a lot of hearty food, a lot of potato soup, goulash, and a lot of um, brats and, and pretzels in Germany. But um, can you just kind of give us a, a a dive into what it's been like? The you know first in Germany, and then. Um, and then now just, you know, you're, you're opening, I guess you've been there for about, you know, about a month or month or two in the Czech Republic. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's been eye-opening in a lot of ways. Um, it's been in kind of like incredible adventure sometimes, but also just really challenging. Um, so in Germany, I'll start there. Um, I really enjoyed that overall. Um, I actually studied German, so that made things a lot easier um, to connect with my teammates and kind of just be able to show an interest. Um, but also, like, pretty difficult being that far away from home um, by yourself. And I think make, being on a team makes it easier, but I think probably one of the hardest things for me um, was just the lack of community that I'm used to. Um, whether it be in my home city in Columbus or uh, when I was at Davidson College, I always had great community around me. Um, and so struggling to find that had been a challenge. Um, other big things about it that I really enjoyed um, that were also challenging, I think, was just kind of like getting your, your bubble blown up, um, you know, going to a culture you don't really know a lot about, um, and kind of just being like the, I, I called myself the dumb American, um, and just doing, just, you just got to get things done. There's no right or wrong way to do it in your eyes. Um, and so that kind of changed the way I saw things and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Awesome. Um, so first few questions on, on Germany. Um, so that was your, yeah, get, get, getting thrown in not only from, a cultural perspective, um, which, you know, some folks do through study abroad and having the opportunity to, you know, do different types of service opportunities overseas, but you were doing that. And then you were also playing basketball at a pretty high level as well. So kind of these, these two different things kind of entering into the professional game and coming into a completely new culture must've been, must've been a lot. Um, was, in your opinion, um, or actually just in general, was there a lot of folks on your team that were that were also American, or was it, or uh, were you kind of the outsider coming in and and kind of integrating with the, with these Germans? Yeah, um, great question. I was actually very fortunate, um, especially as my rookie year starting out. Um, I had two American coaches and three American teammates, um, so almost like fifty percent of the team and staff was um, American, which made it really easy um you know older guys kind of sh i had one teammate i was really close with and he he showed me the ropes and then also my german teammates were really friendly and uh, like been blown away and especially now being in a different country and not to say anything bad about czech republic but i was just blown away by um kind of the selflessness and, and just like the hospitality that uh, i was shown last year and just always looking out, explaining things, how people do things, how to get things done. Um, so that, in terms of that, it was great um, for me to start in Germany. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just something else I wanted to mention, you know, th um, this is a you know faith-based podcast, and um, that's something that's been incredibly important for you. And um, and the you know a bit more biblical, it, it talks about us being all being foreigners here on earth. Um, and only being here for a short time. And um, I think it's kind of hard to wrap your, wrap your head around as you and I both know it's, you know, community is incredibly important for you and it's definitely for me. And um, a lot of times you, you just feel, you, you know, within, with community, it's, you, you feel very inclusive and you, you don't always feel like a foreigner. Um, but now 
being overseas um, and not having people that you used to uh, rely on or people that you would just kind of have these deep conversations with is a lot more a lot more interesting. So I kind of wanted to hear your your opinion perspective on what community entails for you. Yeah, that um, that's a tricky question. Uh, a good, great question, but mm-hmm. that's been one of the biggest, I guess, struggles um, of being overseas. Um, yeah, like in terms of community and, and where I find it um, has been hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Gone to a couple different churches over here, um, and like uh, for instance, this year I went to a church and they were so nice and and it did have that piece of community, um, but the translation mm-hmm. to English was just some lady whispering in our ear. Um, during the service and it was just like I had a lot of takes on it I thought it was like just so cool to be I don't know how many thousands of miles from home and to see people worshiping the same God Um, and it really does give you this incredible image of how God's love chases after you no matter where in the world you are Um, but it's also difficult to find that community with such a language barrier mm-hmm. um no i, it, I, I that, that's that, that makes sense that completely makes sense it's um when i was you know we talked a bit before and I, when i was in germany and i was there for a few months and that was something that i had a challenge with and i'm sure a lot of people um whatever you know if they're going overseas have challenge with this or even you know within their within your own country have challenges of kind of in, getting ingrained into a community and we've been we've been fortunate that we've had sports teams and um have yeah. had you know good friend groups where that's been that's been so kind of just put put on the table for us but um but at, but as you mentioned it's that, that 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 language barrier is tough um but at the same time it is crazy how god's love um it kind of shows through wherever you are on the globe, you know, and, and wherever you are at any time. Um, so I, I kind of want to transition a bit. And now that you're in the Czech Republic, what's, what's changed, what's changed for you? This could be on a basketball front, um, okay. a personal front now that you're married, um, it, or really anything in between. Um, yeah. The biggest thing is that, um, I'm now married and being here with my wife um, and you know I think God calls us to live in community and with others um, and just being here with her has been an incredible blessing um, in so many ways I could go on about it um, but I think one of the biggest ones is just being able to like have a purpose with each other um, someone that kind of holds you accountable um, just in honesty I'm, I'm a guy that you know, last year I could sit on my computer and watch Netflix for too many hours on end. Um, and just having her alongside, um, you know, gives you a little motivation and, and accountability to be more productive, get in the word, um, and just be like living alongside someone. Um, and also one of the biggest things it's done is um, in my story and how I came to faith, a lot of it is uh, where I found my worth, um, and, you know, I found my identity in basketball for most of my life, and it's something I still struggle with, um, 
just having a hard time separating myself as God's child and myself as the performance from basketball. Um, and having my wife here uh, has just been a wonderful reminder of um, what is important in life and who God says I am and just being able to separate myself um, from what I do. Yep. Yep. And I've had, you know, other folks, um, you know, through the podcast and, and just in my conversation. And that's something that's, that's innate. That's, you know, associating yourself with performance in, in sports in, you know, for some academia, um, and whatever it is. And we tend to think that that might be our worth or that might be, um, God's doing and that we can, you know, that he can change that. Um, and it, it's a tough conversation, um, but I, I wanted to, to to actually speaking on that, kind of go back to when you were younger and when you first got involved in your faith, um, and kind of walking through what what that looked like for you. Yeah, um, yeah. So I am from a family of five. I have two older brothers, um, and we were raised Catholic. Um, I was confirmed in the Catholic Church, um, and I, I I took to it a little bit. You know, I, I would pray, um, but I didn't. I, I did not like going to church. And as soon as my parents, um, I think in high school, they gave me, they let me make that decision myself if I wanted to go to church or not. Um, I just I stopped, and I didn't really think twice about it. Um, you know, but I, I did go forward having an understanding that there was a God and I would pray, um, but just had no idea about the personal relationship I could have with Jesus. Um, and so kind of fast forward to the end of my high school career. Um, I was dealing with anxiety. Um, I was pretty anxious about going to college. Um, and really all through high school, like I had these goals set, you know, I wanted to get a scholarship I wanted to do this and um, like any bit of unhappiness or uh, lack of value or purpose in my life was just attributed to like oh I just haven't accomplished my goals yet and once I do then I'll feel um, this feeling that I'm chasing and so fast forward to my senior year and I had signed to play division one basketball which I thought I had made that my god and so I did it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I still feel anxious. I still feel un- unfulfilled, um, unworthy. And then I'm like, well, there's, there's got to be something more. Um, and in an incredible way, that's when Emily was really becoming a big figure in my life. And um, her and her family have been huge in my uh, relationship with Jesus. And... Um, they just started, she started, you know, never in a pushy way, but she was just like, why don't you just come along to church? And so I did, and um, that's when I really started investigating. And then once I got to Miami, actually, my freshman year, I got involved uh, with Campus Crusade and discipled, and that's when um, I asked Jesus um, into my life, into my heart. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I, I I think I have a similar a similar path in high school, and I, I know a lot of people do is is stepping up. Uh, have your your parents give you the option of going to church or just kind of doing your own thing, and I think that's always good. And it, the, the self exploration that that you did, I think, is 
isn't you know noteworthy and it's the way to do it and you know i just want to say congratulations on kind of discovering jesus on your own and and knowing that it's a process um and as you mentioned too it's um i think it's it's the you know that 99 percent of the journey rather than the outcome um and i know Mm -hmm. you know we, we 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 try and keep this in mind when we're training and when we're you know at the end of a game that it's that you know it's the it's the it's all that work that goes into it and all that time and dedication um rather than what the, the final score might say um and I'm, I'm just i'm glad that you had a lot of people around you that were that were so supportive too it sounds like yeah. it sounds like emily and her family were um an, an incredible incredible blessing in that sense too and really started you know to kind of nudge you in a sense not not pushy and i think there's an important distinction there Absolutely, yeah. Because I know, um, you know, just from, um, you know, overhearing um, back in, back in, I, I guess it was toward the end of high school and college for you, I know that you were part of um, a group um, called, I, I want to make sure I'm saying it correctly, In God's Image. Yes. Is that correct? Um, and, I, you know, I know that that was something that was, that was challenging. I know that. Uh, that that group kind of just kind of you know started to verge into, into different directions. So um, I don't know if you want to get into this now and um, just kind of what that kind of how that transformed your faith. Seeing kind of really being involved in this community um, and being and having a lot of people close to you that you've you know really developed with, um, but now seeing people take on different angles and different maybe beliefs in their Christian faith. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you've talked with Carter about this, um, but I, I wouldn't mind diving into it. Um, and essentially, Great. we were part of a basketball training group um, that was also Christian. Um, it started out as like we would we would um, you know work out together, and then we would go and do Bible study. And it was like a really unique thing, and I was new in my faith at the time. I think this was after my freshman year. Um, and just being around that community, like that community that we talked about, I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, and then as we progressed, you know, it kind of, I guess, took a path I, I wasn't really comfortable with. Um, and it kind of felt like we were using um, the Bible more as a pathway to success. Um, or Like, it, it just became way too intertwined with my faith and like success in basketball and if I wasn't uh my faith wasn't good enough then I would never find success in basketball and and it was almost selling the gospel I don't want to say selling but promoting the gospel as a way to gain success and I, I wasn't it took me a while to figure that out um but I wasn't totally comfortable with that um and so I actually went and it's kind of been something that I've, I've wrestled with um, but one thing um, I read the other day actually I don't know if, are you familiar with Bob Goff yes love does yeah yeah, uh, yeah love does exactly and he uh, he posted on Instagram just a little snippet and it probably won't sound it was just really profound to me um, and it said God doesn't want your successes he wants your heart mm. and I just think that it helped me realize that like God isn't in the business of points per game or lottery picks um, 
you know, he's in the business of our hearts and what, what we're really after and, and who we're, who we're trying to serve. Um, and so there's a lot that goes into it, but I'm just trying to give you a, 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 mm-hmm. a basic gist of, of that, you know, God is way bigger than, you know, accomplishments in, in sports, which is a game. Um, you know, he, he wants not only our heart, but us to be chasing after his, um, and loving those around us. And that's kind of where Carter and I, um, separated ourselves. Um, but it was also, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it because it kind of, it made Carter and I, it made us doubt and it made us question, um, and pray about it. And ultimately, ultimately, I think it it led us, um, to a better understanding of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and I can speak firsthand on the, on that questioning and, and, and even doubting. Um, and I mm-hmm. recently had a, actually a conversation with, with a pastor who is, um, part of a, a very new church in the mass in Massachusetts and Brockton, Massachusetts. And he, he was just talking about how he has doubts you know, to this day, you know, significant doubts. Um, but something that he, you know, that really resonated, resonated with me is is staying the course. Um, and just kind of understanding that, that there, that there will be doubts. Um, but that I think that just God, God's love for, for his people, um, really just kind of trumps all. Um, and that's something that I, I, I know I've been living on and, you know, when I, when I was younger, my, my, my mom would always tell me, you know, that God loves you. And that's something that I, re- I remember until this day. And that's kind of the first thing I think about. Um, so we have just like, and I think that really ties into what you're saying on, on your heart and your heart's intention. And, um, he's, that, that's where he's invested and that's where he wants to see, see you grow. And that's where he wants to live with you. Um, and and, and yeah, um, and I, I just kind of wanted to speak on in terms of kind of our mission and purpose on earth. And then especially kind of, you know, we all kind of have our own mission statement or, you know, purpose statement and want to hear um, what that is for you and really what that means. And, um, you know, that, that could be intertwined with, you know, Jesus's mission or it could just be kind of something on its own. Yeah. Um something actually my wife and I talk a lot about, um, especially since we've been here. Um, but I, I mean, broadly speaking, our mission, my mission on earth, our mission on earth, I think, um, is to serve God and serve others. Um, and I mean, just ultimately make heaven more full. Um, you know, the avenues, the ways you can go about that. There's a million, um, whether your job is involved with that or you like you just have a nine to five but you're doing that at your office um yeah i guess that's what i see uh my mission on earth um as being um and what what i guess i'm trying to figure out what we're trying to figure out is how do we do that here um so yeah that's that's something we often talk about Hmm. great Great. And yeah, I think um, when we look at the Bible, uh, I want to say it's Matthew 
uh, you know, I want to say Matthew 33. Um, I'm not positive, though, um, but talks about that the greatest commandment on earth is to love God and love one another. So I think that kind of hits it nail on the head. Um, so other thing I want to, to mention is um, wanted to uh, just kind of learn more about um, what, what you're up to outside of basketball or outside of playing basketball, that, that is, and um, some gifts that God has put in front of you that you're starting to flourish and develop now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so another thing I've kind of – I do a lot of thinking over here. You know, I have a lot of free time. Um, yeah. So I'm always wondering – kind of investigating what, what what's after basketball um, and the thing is I'm not sure yet uh, but I do think kind of like a calling um, on my heart that I've been having is um, you know being involved in coaching of some sort um, where I'm working with younger kids uh, trying to teach them you know, obviously you have to teach them, like, competency in the game, um, whether that be, like, teaching them to shoot or being, like, a coach, teaching them X's and O's. Um, but, like, the mission behind it would be, you know, I want to be able to instill in young kids that, like, this is a game and this is not who you are. Um, you're loved by God. You're, he's pleased with you. Um, because that was just something uh, that was such a big struggle in my life um, and I, that's kind of like a way I can see myself um, you know trying to just have an impact on, on younger kids great great um, so kind of on that theme um, I'm sure you're familiar with the Players Tribune yes yeah great um, something that has been uh, kind of you know blown up now and for a lot of you know ex and current athletes um, there's this one topic it's um, a letter to my younger self so in spirit of you know coaching folks who are younger um, I think what would you have done differently or, or what would you write about if you were uh, submitting a journal yeah that, that was a hard one to think about um, I think honestly somewhat like everyone should listening should take the time to try to answer that question mm-hmm. um and my answer i'll explain it but it sounds cliche um would just be to trust god as my father um a lot of my life i've spent um avoiding two things in particular um avoiding uncertainty and avoiding un- uh, failure mm-hmm. basically just like uh being afraid to be vulnerable in a lot of ways. Um, and I was listening to a sermon um, just actually a couple days ago from Matt Chandler about uh, God as our Father. Um, and, you know, it spoke to me in, in terms of how I've avoided failure. Uh, and just because a lot of times I would, I would read failure as uh, a statement of who I am. And you know, you got. I just got to thinking about like God as our Father, and then I thought about my own dad. And, and if I'm trying as hard as I can and just leaving it all out there, and I come up short, like there's no no father is gonna want to abandon or or let that child feel. Um, you know, there'd be nothing but 
but proud and loving to that child um, and just coming to the understanding that whether it is uncertainty or failure that that God is our father and he loves us more than our we can wrap our minds around um, and so like he, in our future and in, in our failures um, like he's there with us his arms are wrapped around us um, and, and his word says it you know that he has plans for us not um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, um, and, and just letting go of, of my fears and just trusting that that he's a good God. Um, yeah, mm. I would just say trusting in God, our, our Father, would be what I would tell myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing that you that you spoke on is kind of relating it back to um, you know your own your own father you know, just here. And I think, you know, we were both in a situation where our parents were very encouraging of just, you know, if we, if we worked our hardest and we, you know, put in the time and dedication for it, then, you know, there's nothing you can look back on and, and, you know, try and have done, you know, or or, or, I, I guess not have done differently, but you can't hold yourself down for um, but I think there is there is people, and I've you know I've seen it. and I'm sure you've seen it too. Of like their their parents have kind of held them held success as the as the measure of kind of of or almost as like that radar for if you're if you're good or not. You know is is how successful you are. Um, and I think just as you mentioned, just know that um, that God is there to you know for, for as just as somebody who, who will never judge you or, you know, or, or who will never, um, I actually don't even know what I'm, you know, trying to, to get at, but just, um, just having, having faith and having trust in God because he, he will always be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, other thing I want to mention is you, you, you spoke about, um, going to Davidson college, a uh, small school in North Carolina and, I know their their claim to fame is that Steph Curry uh, went to Davidson. Um, kind of a more lighter subject. Have you had the opportunity to to meet Steph Curry and kind of what it, what was that like for you? Kind of being playing point guard as well, and kind of I know you're you know a few years removed from when when he played, but what that was like for you? Yeah, um, I have had the, the fortune, I'll say, of meeting Steph uh, a handful of times. Um, and I think the one thing I, I've had a lot of people ask me this, uh, mm-hmm. the thing I usually say is, is everything you read about him and what, what type of person he is, like it's true. And then some, um, he's the type of guy that won, uh, the finals. And no, he wasn't the finals MVP. I think Iguodala was, but he was, he won the finals and comes back to Davidson, uh, that fall. And, steps on campus with his trophy and is meeting the team or he he knows the team by name and knows the managers by name just from being around and talking to the coaches and seems like a little thing but i think in today's world like with all he has going on to know freshmen through seniors and player managers by name um yeah i was pretty impressed by that that's crazy wow yeah that i think that's it's this it's a small it's those little things that really are important yeah yeah I agree. wow 
Awesome. Um, the the other thing I wanted to get uh, get into, and I know it's been something that um, a lot of people struggle with in their Christian faith, um, is responding in a way, uh, in a Christian way, to situations when people might be taking advantage of you. Um, you know, in particular, you know, somebody of authority, and you're kind of been told to respect authority, but it, it gets a little tricky, and you're not really sure. Um, if you know, I think for me, and this might be for you, is that the people above you might not be living in a way that is um, very mission focused and, and you know, in a, in a worthy cause. So, um, want to just kind of give a verse um, that we can just you know, you can kind of meditate on and as, as you think about this. But, um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, um, the NIV version. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as a supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Mm. So just wanted to get your take on, and I guess how, how you, you respond to, 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 you know, to people with authority or, and, you know, people who might be taking advantage of you as well. Um, yeah, I was actually, I was writing that down, uh-huh. Yeah, this has actually been, um, you know, kind of prevalent in our experience uh, in the Czech Republic so far. Okay. Um, and it's been, like, very challenging for me. Um, I don't know if it's because uh, I'm the youngest of, of three boys, and so, like, I just love fairness. Yeah. Like, I, I love, you know, if my brother got more than me or something growing up, I would just, I would lose it um and so since i've been here um you know i I think a lot of uh you and carter would probably understand like it's it's not always what you signed up for Mm -hmm. um you know in terms of just getting the the needs of the contract met and um just having to like it's it's like when you work in america you you don't have to ask for certain things to be met like you're paycheck for example just comes um and so dealing with like just praying a lot about like like how do i there needs to be action unfortunately in this situation but how do i you know like fight not fight but how, how do i get justice i guess for lack of a better word while still honoring god um and and you know because if I'm, I'm, this is a funny question to ask because I'm, I'm praying through it and learning as we go. So unfortunately, I don't have a lot of answers right now. But <laughs> okay. uh, you know, just praying like, Lord, how do I, you know, get my paycheck while still honoring you? Uh, not like going in with anger, but you know, it's just yeah. it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah, and I think. 
the yeah the first the response and I don't know how how, how I would answer this question either um, is just by praying and I think that's kind of the that it might be it might be the easiest <laughs> the easiest answer to use but I think it's also the the most powerful answer to yeah, use. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There, I don't have like a yeah. Just I you know you just have to pray and and surrender it, but also you know trust God, knowing that you know you can do this in a way that honors Him and and mm-hmm. that you can still get your needs met. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was talking to my, my old Bible study leader, and, and he was kind of just like, you, like, I was upset about it. He's like, you know, like that is, it's oh, like acknowledge that you're upset about it, and, and that is upset, upsetting, and just, um, like lamenting. I think was the word he used, and how obviously there's much worse things going on in the world, but. Um, you know, this world is not perfect and, um, that's Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, just the final few questions I, I had for you, um, just to close out, um, what advice, uh, do you have for others who are looking to get started, um, or to, to just kind of learn more about, about Jesus and develop their relationship with Jesus? Yeah, um, I would just, a couple things. Just, like, explore. Um, you know, I remember picking up the Bible and not knowing. It, it, like, it can be intimidating, I guess, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Um and I'm the only believer in my family. And so I think I was like, you know, thinking I should pick up the Bible and know what it means, but just to, to, to go in and explore knowing that, you know, God will meet you there, um, to not be embarrassed about not knowing stuff, but, um, you know, just, just try to learn as much as you can about God knowing that he'll meet you there and he'll hit. Yeah. Just, just, just to get connected um, and really just, yeah, dive in and explore who he is. Um, and, you know, I think it can get, like, a little overwhelming sometimes with, you know, doctrine and beliefs, but just, like, remind yourself of, you know, who God is and, and that he died for our sins. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, no, I um. I, I really like the exploration part and um, I think that's something for me is, you know, even today, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm not a Bible, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scholar. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have verses memorized and, you know, all the verse memorized and I don't, I don't even know, you know, we'll, we'll have Bible study and it, I, some, some friends are like, all right, let's turn to you know, Zechariah or like whatever, or, you know, Ephesians. And I'm like, all right, where, where, <laughs> what Testament is that? You know, <laughs> it can be, you know, or like, where, where is that in the Bible? And I, you know, people kind of laugh, but they're like, yeah, like, you know, I, I like how you're open about it. And, you know, there, there should be no shame in that either. There really yeah, shouldn't yeah, be. Um, and, and, and the other thing too, on, on exploration is, um, and this kind of goes back to one of your earlier points is, I think God always puts you, puts you in a situation, or He always gives you. He, there's always the opportunity to to meet Him halfway, and I really like that analogy that you used. 
um, just a brief snippet of you know when I was uh, I guess a freshman in college I was looking to do a, a service trip and I went through this organization called InterVarsity are you familiar with InterVarsity? Yes yeah yeah so they're like an on-campus ministry and something that was pretty prevalent at Stonehill College where I went and I did this trip and I, I really thought it was just was going to be service and just doing a lot more of kind of, of just acting and, and, and serving others. Um, but as, as we all know, we, we, when we go somewhere like, you know, some kind of trip or excursion or experience, it turns into something different. And, you, you know, I found myself, you know, serving until four o'clock and then having dinner. And then from five until 11, people were like, you know, in prayer and like worship. And it was kind of intimidating at first, right? Like you're, this is kind of for me when I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really, I think I had a relationship with Jesus, but I didn't really put him at the center of my life. And seeing this and kind of going in head first or go, like doing everything at once was overwhelming. And I like how you mentioned um, that it, that it, that's okay to have that feeling too. And um, I think it, it actually, that kind of turned me away. And I actually really, you know, I, I think I didn't go to Bible study for months later, or, you know, or get involved in that community because I didn't, I, that's what I thought it was like. Um, but there's so many different ways to, to serve God and it doesn't have to, it does, it does not going to look the same for everybody. Um, yeah. and I think there's so many, you don't have to be part of, you don't have to be part of one community to be considered a Christian either. And I think sometimes we get, you know, for, for young Christian, for young people who are, exploring Christianity for myself I kind of thought that this was how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to be is kind of yeah. is kind of be in this like you know 24-7 be in this kind of like you know really evangelical um, worship and practice all the time and um, that wasn't that wasn't something that I didn't think was was where God wanted me to be um, yeah you you you, you s- said what I wanted to say, it made it much more clear and eloquent, so I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and the last question I had is, you know, through this conversation, um, wanted to know just what is something else you feel people should know about you, um, or you know, just anything else that you want to mention uh, before we hop off today? Um... That's a good question. I think, um, you know, one thing I've been spending a lot of time reading about uh, is vulnerability. Mm. Um, And uh, just this incredible idea, really, that I've been unaware of. But just that, like, we try so hard to make it look like we all have it all together, um, whether it be through social media. You know, so anyway, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to say is like a lot of people see, um, you know, playing professional basketball in Europe as like this really cool thing. And it it is in some ways, but it also comes with like um, just a lot of struggles, Um, you know, whether it be the downtime or, you know, uh, I don't mean to be a downer here. (laughs) It is, it's it's incredible to play, but. you know, it's just like no one's life is as good as you think it is, and, and uh, I miss home sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm getting at, but 
that that's kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you think that that makes sense. Makes sense to me. And uh, cliche term, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, yeah. So kind of appreciate the life that you have and and what you have going for you. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, well, great. Um, just kind of in wrap up, would you mind closing us out in prayer? No, not at all. All right, great. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, thank you uh, for this day, um, for this fellowship with Tyler, um, and just him using a passion um, with his podcast, Lord, to just hear new ideas um, and just different ways of of uh, people loving you and serving you and, and what it looks like to be your disciple. Um, just pray that you can continue to use um, his, his voice and his passion um, for your glory. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, Brian, it was great chatting with you today and um, really appreciate you, you know, spending the time to, to hop on and just, you know, kind of share what's been, what's, what you've got, what you've been through and what's on your heart today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Sure thing. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Guys Like Us podcast. It was a pleasure chatting today with Brian Sullivan and hearing about his current ministry in basketball um, and just about his experience and the obstacles and the lesser known challenges that he faces and that a lot of folks face. If you have any questions about this podcast or if you'd like to reach out to to Brian or myself, Get in contact with me, and I can put you in contact with Brian. Thanks so much.